Okay, welcome to the Michelle Vision. Every black film ever made, my name is Len, a.k.a. The Bad Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is the summertime, and we are taking a trip down to Key West, Florida, for Vincent's selection on this stop on the mission from 1957 and features the feature film debut of one Cecily Tyson. Yes. In a film that stars Ethel Waters. Yes. It is a lost treasure that has been recently found and brought to us by way of our good friends at Real Black. Yes, absolutely. Karib Gold. Mm Mm-hmm. Vincent's selection for this stop on the Michaud mission. Um, Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to each and every one of you out there watching us as we are streaming live from Yunk Junk here in Maniunk to YouTube, as well as Facebook and all points north, south, east and west. And hello to everyone in the chat as we are streaming live. I see each and every one of you. Moe's, Sean, Jeffrey, George is back three weeks in a row. Robert Monroe Jr., Deborah Battle, everybody's in there. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, one and all. Vincent, how are you? I am fine. I am fine these waning days of summer. I'm curious, Vincent. Okay. And we begin. How did you spend our new inaugurated Black Holiday, Fades Giving? <laughs> thought it was fade in the water <laughs> it's, it's it's many things fade in the water well like many people i spent it in a non-productive fashion <laughs> just scroll scrolling through memes scrolling <laughs> through memes and if you don't know what we're talking about ladies and gentlemen where have you been where have you been where have you been we are referring to that oh piece of glorious film roll that beautiful film from August 5th, this past Saturday, um, when we came and we took prisoners. We we, we went ham on the pier. Um, where was it? Was it down in? It was Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. Um, the, uh, 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 captain, Riverboat captain doing his job. Doing his job. And the next thing you know, he is beset upon. Set upon. By these these white drunkards. Drunken louts. Drunken louts. That's that's a good name for them. Absolutely. And but in to the rescue came Black Manta himself. (laughs) The community. The whole community. All of Atlantis came and just Oh my God, it was glorious. Yeah, yeah. And then black people just, just, just showed our originality, our creativity, and memes, and jokes, and songs. And animation. And animation. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one piece of animation I saw, I think I shared it with you, where... They dubbed the boat the S-S-F-A-F-O. Yeah, oh yeah. Which oh yeah. Or F around and find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. Oh my God, it was it was so freaking glorious, man. Yeah. But there, there is a lot to, uh, if you really want to get deep into it, I'm not saying we need, uh, this is a movie podcast. We don't need to go but so deep into it. You know, it was, it was, it was fun. 
<laughs> we've all enjoyed the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot to unpack about that. There are lessons to be learned. Not I mean, for us. I mean, look, again, F around and find out is not just a saying. No, it is not. You know, just say everybody, everybody, just do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. We all just going about our lives. Yeah, yep. It's just that simple. Just move your boat. Let the ferry go by. Exactly. Everybody goes on about their day. And and you didn't even have to move your boat because the man came to move the boat for you. Look. Very nice and gingerly. Just, just, just. Everybody be cold. Mm-hmm. But now, three white men are have been arrested. For now. I was about to say as of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be a little bit more. And now there's a holiday. Now there's a holiday. Now August 5th. August 5th. Fades given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's fade. Now what is what is fade giving going to look like in the future though? I don't know. We we were talking. They were like maybe the the oldest, the elder man in the gathering will throw up his hat in the air <laughs> to commence that it has begun. And then, and then all the white people will stay indoors. Right, right. The youngest man will have to swim to the gathering. So it's all being worked out. We're all being worked out. All being. I can't wait to uh, read the official doctrine. Of course, of course, Thanksgiving. Of course, of course. It's like six months after. Um, oh, I just forgot. With the feats of strength, and uh, airing of grievances. Oh, Festivus. Yeah, Festivus. <laughs> six months after Festivus. Six months after Festivus. Faith is Thanksgiving. No, because Festivus is not a black. Well, well, this is the Festivus for the rest of us. I see what you did. You see what I did? There. Very good, Vincent. All right. Very good. All right. Let's get into the show, ladies All right. and gentlemen. So what else is going on, Lynn? We have emails, Vincent. Ooh, missives from the missionaries. Missives from the missionaries. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, starting with number one, Vincent. This is from Michael Sykes. Hey, what's up, Michael? The uh, subject line is Posse. Okay. Is better oh. than Thomasine and Bushrod. Oh, you're bugging, Michael. Hello, Len and Vincent. Posse from 1993 is way better than Thomasine and Bushrod. Posse had better acting a better score, even though the story is all over the place. I still love that movie. I'll choose Mario Van Peoples acting in Posse over Glenn Turman's horrible Jamaican accent. <laughs> By the way. Oh, forget about that. <laughs> By the way, Stephen Baldwin and Big Daddy Kane, their chemistry was on point. Mm-hmm. Another thing, 1991's A Rage in Harlem is a great movie. Y'all never gave uh, uh, Baja Jola and John Tolls Bay, who played the villains, their proper respect of how great they were in that movie. Mm. And when y'all reviewed the movie, I did not once hear Pop Goes the Weasel. If you watch the movie, you'll understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. I still love the show, though. 
felt like he needed to throw in that camera. Uh, look, look, it, it, clearly there is engagement. There's engagement. Which is all we want. It really is all we so, want. So, you know. And you can engage us with your foolishness, Michael, anytime. That you I think. appreciate the alternate read. That's an alternate reality. No, anybody anybody ex accepts Mario Van Peoples acting over Glenn Turman very obviously having the time of his life. True. True. In Thomasine and Bush. Right, right. He actually zigged when I thought he was going to zag. Like, I thought he was going to say that Mario Van Peebles was better than Max Julian in Thomasine and Bush. And then I was going to be like, eh? they're, they're probably even. Eh? They're probably even, but yeah. I think for, for whatever reason, like, and then we talked about it. Mm -hmm. In Thomasine and Bushrod, Max Julian, I think, is trying so hard mm -hmm. that he dials back his natural chemistry. Right. You know, or, or charisma. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So if you want to say that Mario Van Peoples maybe pops a little bit more in posse, right. that's an argument to be made. Right. Right. And, it, you know, sort of focusing on uh, Mario Van Peoples, as I've said and said it fairly recently, you take Mario Van Peebles out of posse completely mm -hmm. and you got a solid movie. Well, okay. All right. That, that's the thing. The movie's a little, the story's a little all over the place. But I agree. You. Well, if you get Mario Van Peebles out of it, you take like three plots. Well, that's true. With them. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. You've got, so, a, good, you got a good TV. But thank you, Michael. We like the engagement. Now here he has a a, a a PS that's a little off topic. Okay, but this certainly fits with you. Okay, because um, for those who don't don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Vincent actually used to host a radio show. I did. It's uh, true. Uh, what was the name of the radio show? Oh, it's all soul. It's all soul. Yeah, uh, covering um, soul music that he did with his uh, his cousin, and his his question is, what is your top five? Isley Brother albums. He gives his. Okay. Do you want to hear his? Hear his? I do. I do. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily what order this is, so I'm mm -hmm. just gonna read it. Three plus three. Of course. All right. Go ahead. Go for your guns. Mm -hmm. The heat is on. Mm -hmm. Go all the way. Mm -hmm. And eternal. Okay. I agree with that mainly because except for three plus three, which with those of you don't know, the Osley brothers, well, they're brothers, but it's it's a fairly big family. And in the Osley brothers, the three of them, Ron and, and the two other brothers were basically the Osley brothers. Some younger brothers started a group with their cousin. And that was Osley Jasper Osley. Oh, yeah. Okay. I always did hear that. And three plus three is the album where they all together. became. And that is my de facto favorite Osley Brothers album, because I'm embarrassed to say I usually just listen to. Like the, singles, right, right. Just the singles, a great, right, as opposed to the albums. What what's the what is the hit that comes off of three plus three? Um. Oh, my God. What is off of three plus three? Is who's that lady on three plus three? Oh, what is off? It's something. What is on three plus three? I was not ready for Isley Brother talk. I'm sure you weren't. I'm sure you were. I'm but I should that. always be ready for Isley Brother talk. You should be. What's on three plus three? You looking it up? I'm looking it up. Yeah. I tell you. 
let's see. Um, like, I don't think like Harvest for the World is on there. No, I know that's not on there. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna give you all the tracks. Okay. Uh, you walk your way. That's a good song. That lady parts one and two. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I thought who's that lady was on there. Listen to the music. Mm-hmm. If you were there, the highways of my life. When it comes down to summer breeze, uh, don't let it be lonely tonight and yeah. sunshine go away tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. That's actually a very good PS. Because now I'm going to spend this week listening to Isley Brothers albums. Well, there you go. And there are way worse ways to spend your week. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. We also heard back from April McFadden. Hey, what's up, April? And this is pushback for Idlewild. Okay. Right. <laughs> I love that we're getting notes on older episodes. No, I, love I love this. All right. What's the pushback on Idlewild? Len and Vince. Okay. She begins. <laughs> I enjoyed the pre-review banter and the stories of your friends detoxing for a good government job are hysterical. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Did you know people who sold urine? Yes. <laughs> the 90s were wild. 90s. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that is gracious industry my friend um but now on to why i'm here <laughs> i say this with a caveat that i'm from atlanta okay and born in 1993 so okay. my love for outcast runs deep all right i grew up down the street from tri-cities high school where they formed the group and len we might tussle over you butchering the song and the album names i'm sorry Okay. However, however, I disagree with some of the critiques on the directorial writing choices. Okay. I think the dance scenes were shot the way they were to convey the frenetic energy of Rooster's life while he is juggling a lot of things. Okay. Family, church, uh, getting out of the business while Mm -hmm. starting his own. Also, I believe he was trying to advance the story without losing the musical nature of the film. I should add that I hate that I should add that I hate musicals typically lock in on a dance number and then you're stuck listening to a song that may be good or bad. Also, percentage wise, are most musical songs memorable? Uh, Fair point. Mm-hmm. Regarding the lighting. This is out of my depth. But could Barber intentionally have lit it that way to convey the mood and feeling of a dingy club in that era? Mm. Regarding Patti LaBelle, budget issues aside, maybe not having her sing was intentional to make a historical point about black women performers at the time. Although they could have had Patti singing the last 30 seconds of her song, 30 seconds of her song and be coming off stage to run into Paula Patton. Regarding no memorable songs, Moving Cool with Badu from their self-titled album and repurposed for the movie and uh, Chronomentrophobia. See, you messing up the title right now. You're about to get jumped on by April. I was about to come Mm -hmm. whip my ass. Mm -hmm. Lastly, I believe the society gave and still gives 
too much to Andre 3000. Oh. More than he wanted. Not more than he deserved, but people overdid and are still overdoing it. Probably made him more reclusive mm -hmm. than he started. He's like in Kyoto right now playing like pan flute. <laughs> okay. I'll be back, I'm sure. Okay. April. All right. Thank you, April. Once again, engagement with the material is, is fantastic. We appreciate it. We definitely do. I, I love that. And that's what this is all about. You don't have to agree with us. No. No, not at all. I actually like it when people don't agree with us. Thanks for a lively conversation. That you've enjoyed these two emails. I've enjoyed these two emails. <laughs> these are two people that I like. Right, right. And it's so many episodes between the ones that they've cited and our episode now that they'll have oh, lots of opportunities to. Well, April, I see like this email and I think her last email are from her iPhone. Right. So she is literally like, right. She's oh. listening to episodes and type, I, look, mm. I love it. Mm. I love it. Mm. I love it. Thank you, April. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Shout out. I see the, I, I, I missed a couple of things in the chat, but I saw people were repping for. Right, right. Three. You leave chat alone. Okay, but you I get distracted. Okay, but I saw one that. Because you know what happens? You know, have we talked about Romper Room? I know we've talked about Romper Room. Romper Room? You remember Romper Room? Did y'all not have Romper Room here in Philly? We had it, but I, I, I can't even remember what it was. Do you remember when Miss Sally, I think it was Sally. Was it Miss Sally on Romper Room? I can't remember the premise of Romper Room. It was a children's I know it was a children's thing. show. It doesn't matter what the premise is. Okay. She did stuff. I'm sure it was... Puppets and it was puppets and things, marionettes and little activities. But the important thing mm -hmm. is that she had a magic mirror. Okay. And she would look in the magic mirror and say hi to all of the children. Yes. Watching. Yes. And she never saw me. I see Sally. I see Julie. I see Kevin. Mm -hmm. I see Mark. Mm -hmm. I see Lynn. And she never saw me. And that always bothered me that she never saw me. And then as I got older, I realized that obviously she can't name everyone. Right. And it's sort of like where you hear people and they go and, and they win awards. And I want to thank this one. I want to thank and you invariably forget somebody. Mm -hmm. So it's better to just say thank you to everybody. We love all the missionaries. Mm -hmm. I would hate to miss somebody. Because it's things and they're moving fast and then you get distracted. And so we read everything, but stay focused because you're going to miss somebody. And then someone is going to feel offended, even though you didn't do it on purpose. And I know your heart's in the right place, but it's, it's a lot of moving pieces. So let's just do the show and do our thing. Because sometimes Miss Sally looks in the magic mirror and she doesn't see people. So come on. Okay. All right. Come on. We're going to keep it moving. Keep ladies. it moving. Keep it moving. And that means mm -hmm. we're going to move on to the top five. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five is. My top, top five, five, ladies and gentlemen, where I have a top five list that I have compiled. And then I read it out here on the show, and Vincent offers 
scintillating, intriguing, and sometimes funny commentary. <laughs> it's always scintillating and intriguing, though. But every once in a while. Every once in a while. So I didn't know it was intriguing. No, it's always intriguing. Always intriguing. Was intrigued. Always intrigued. I never know what you never know. Never know. Never know. That's right. Never know. Now. All right. As always, I try and keep this in theme. All right. Thematic. We are reviewing from 1957, Carib Gold. We are. So, I wondered, are there other black films that have gold? In the title. In the title. So, these are five Black films with the word gold in the title. Yes. Interesting. Let's see what we got. What is more interesting? Oh, yes. Is that these are the only black films that I have was able to find. With the word gold in the title. Outside of Karib Gold. I'm very interested because I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know that. And I stretched it. For one. Okay, well, let's hear what it is. And this was number five. Okay. From 1927. <laughs> oh, boy. Tarzan and the Golden Lion. Tarzan and the Golden Lion. Now, that's this is the only one that I have that has golden. Sure, sure. Um, but it's from 1927. Okay. Uh, stars... Stars James Pierce as Tarzan. This is so old that Johnny Westmeyer isn't even the Tarzan. He's not born yet. He's not even born yet. Uh, Frederick Peters plays Esteban Miranda, the villain. <laughs> the reason why I designate this as a black film. Because there's 30,000 black extras playing the natives. Yes. Yeah. That. And leading the natives. Okay. Is Owaza. That is the character's name. Okay. Owaza. 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 Okay, who is played by Boris Karloff. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in blackface? Yes. Wow. Well, brown face. It's not like totally blackface, but it's brown. Wow. Yes. Owaza. Boris Karloff as Owaza in Tarzan and the Golden Lion. Sometimes. Racism is so breathtaking. <laughs> it actually gives me pause. <laughs> so in, in an actual Tarzan movie, mm -hmm. admittedly from 1927, early days with of sound natives mm -hmm. in the Tarzan movie. Mm-hmm. They had a white man play one of the natives. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Yes. This predates Frankenstein. Wow. That is legitimately fascinating. I thought so. Is that available? I don't know. Okay. It was recent, only recently unearthed, like, like within the, like, the <laughs> last 20 years or so. It was a forgotten Tarzan. It was forgotten. Well, because like... This guy, James Pierce, this is his one and only Tarzan. Johnny Westmore was somewhere swimming. <laughs> somewhere swimming. I think he was swimming in the womb. Yeah. Anything. All right. Um, anyway. All right. So we have that. Okay. All right. All right. Number four. Number four. 
The only other black film that I was able to find was the word gold in the title. Okay. Well, I'm interested to see what the... From 2003. 2003. Dub C, bandana swanging, all that glitters ain't gold. You sound like you were having an aneurysm at first. I didn't know what was happening. Do <laughs> you know Dub C? You know the, the rapper Dub C? I don't. If you knew, if you saw him, you would know it. I wouldn't. He had a group. It was Dub C and the Low Profile. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, the Mad Circle. That's excuse me. Excuse uh, me. Yeah, um. Anyway, he is it sounds terrible. <laughs> two thousand in two thousand three, he put out a documentary <laughs> about his life as Dub C. Yes, it's called Bandana Swanging. All that glitters is gold. All that glitters is gold. Well, excuse me. All that glitters ain't gold. Ain't gold. Okay. Ain't gold, which is his slogan. That's like his. That's his. That's his slogan. That's his. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With a stylish mix of home movies chronicling his career starting in 89 on tour with Ice Cube, Dre, Eminem, and Snoop. And the the rap supergroup West Side Connection. Remember that? He was in West Side Connection? Mm -hmm. Or was he on tour with West Side Connection? Um, he was in West Side Connection. He was on. He went on tour with Cube, Dre, Eminem, and Snoop on the Up and Smoke tour, right? Uh, and then it says the rap supergroup West Side Connection. I think he was the, like the third one, because wasn't the West Side Connection? It was Cube, and and let's see. Now I gotta look up the West Side Connection. Now I gotta look up the West Side Connection. I I, I really think that it, that it was Cube. Um, I didn't really like West. Side. Didn't like him. Yeah, it was. It was Q, Dub C, and Mac Ten. Okay. All right. All right. Well, there you go. That also has gold in the title. Yes. So this is a documentary to learn all about Dub C, the life of Dub C. What's it say about me that I'd rather see the Tarzan movie? You'd rather see the Tarzan movie. You'd rather like see Morris Karloff. And like I'm hoping there are some movies on here that I want to see more than the Tar like I hope the takeaway isn't me trying to figure out how to get to the Tarzan movie. There is one movie on here that I, I guarantee you're going to want to see. Oh, I hope so. I do. I mean, you already have one because I do want to see the Stars Man movie. Okay. All right. It's not this next one. All right. All right. What's the next one? The next one is uh, number three. Uh-huh. House of Gold. House of Gold. From 2013. 2013. Which is a Nigerian Guyanian film. Okay. All right. Um, that narrates the story of a business mogul and socialite. Dan Asai Williams, who is dying of cancer and has been told that he has six weeks left to live. Mm -hmm. He makes a decision with the help of his attorney to call all his children back home, mm -hmm. most of whom were born out of wedlock. Oh, no. And various illicit affairs. Oh, no. The reunion spins a lot of surprises as each child returns with an agenda, which then sets up hilarious results. Oh, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Okay. That's the comedy that was released in uh, 2013 in Ghana and in uh, Nigeria. Though the film was met with generally negative critical reviews, mm -hmm. it received nominations at the 2013 uh, Ghana Movie Awards. Okay. The 2014 Africa Magic Viewers Choice Awards. Okay. And the 2013 Zulu African Film Academy Awards. And it won six awards at the uh, Zulu African Awards, including Best Picture, Wow, Best Director, Wow, Best Supporting Actor, Wow, 
Best Supporting Actress, wow, and Best Cinematography. Wow, the Zulu African was a Zulu the Zulu African Film Academy Award. They really liked this. They movie. really liked House of Gold. Okay, all right. I I'd want to see that more than the Tarzan movie. You would. I would. All right. Interesting. All okay. right. Number four. I would, that, that was number three. Number three. That was number right. three. Um, note to Alex. We are going to do number one right now, okay? Oh, we're going to skip over two. Yeah, we're going to skip over two because then looking at this, I think two, two is actually the one you're going to want. Two is actually, all right, okay, all right, well, what's one? But number one is, I believe, possibly the best film of all of these films. Okay. And that is Cleopatra Jones. Of course. And the Casino And of the Gold. Casino of Gold. That's right. From 1975. That's right. The sequel. Yes. Cleopatra Jones, uh, once again starring Tamara Dobson. Yeah. As well as Stella Stevens is in this film. And from Three's Company, Norman Fell. Norman Fell. Mr. Roper. Mr. Roper himself. Yes. The story begins with two government agents who are, have been captured by the Dragon Lady. Yes. One Stella Stevens. Yeah, oh yeah. Cleopatra Jones then travels to Hong Kong to rescue the agents where she teams up with Milin Fong mm-hmm. and ends up in the Dragon Lady's casino, mm-hmm. which in actuality is the headquarters of her underground drug empire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, Max Julian, who famously was the, the writer of That's the true. original... Cleopatra Jones. Wrote it for Vanetta McGee back to um, Bushrod and Thomasina. Right. Mm-hmm. He refused to participate in the Casino of Gold, however, mm-hmm. and instead got token credit for the story and script having been based on characters created. Does it say why he refused? It doesn't say. It doesn't okay. Say. I would imagine probably because that's probably maybe not what he would have done with the character. Okay. You know, they certainly sensationalized. <laughs> I mean, the first thing you would have done was cast his girlfriend, girlfriend. Vanetta McKee, in the studio said, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not going to mm-hmm. do that. All right, but what's number two then? Number two. Number two. This is the, the film that I don't know if you're aware of. I certainly was not aware of. Okay. I'm wondering if a certain past guest of the Michelle Mission was aware. Okay. All right. And I know there are quite a number of people out there who are missionaries who probably would want to get their hands on this film. Yeah. Okay. And it's from 1994. Okay. It was a direct-to-video film. Okay. Titled Three Chains of Gold." Oh, what's? Wait, is that a print? Is that the Prince? That is documentary. That no, it's not a documentary. It's not a documentary. But it is produced and directed by Prince, yeah. starring Prince and the New Power Generation. It is a collection of videos for songs for the album Love, Sim- uh, Love Symbol mm-hmm. uh, that are tied together with a loose plot line. Oh. The story begins with the assassination of Egyptian Princess uh, Maite, mm-hmm. her, her father, mm-hmm. by seven unknown assailants. Mm-hmm. Maite believes that the assassins were after the sacred three chains of gold. So she sets out to meet with Prince, mm-hmm. and she believes he is the only one yeah. that can protect the chains from the seven assassins. I mean, obviously. If there are seven assassins after you, who else would you call? Who else would you call but five foot three Prince? Hey, but it's five foot three of dynamite. 
as opposed to six foot two of dynamite, which would be Cleopatra Jones. That's what you see on her poster. She's six foot two of dynamite. They used to have a Cleopatra Jones poster. Really? I did. I believe that. I did. I did. So, so you you knew of this film? I, I did. I never. I heard did of this. not know it was a narrative film though. I thought it was um, just like documentary, um, concert footage. I I never heard of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never heard of it in at, at all. Yeah, and you said this was because I really like the symbol album. Lups. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a really solid. I'm I'm I'm. Uh... I'm hit or miss on the new power generation as a band, because mm-hmm. it was always that dude rapping. Well, but I mean, but that that's, can't be mad at him. That's Prince. Pussy. Yeah, I know, but that kind of you, you know that kind of because it wasn't good rapping, right? But and, that's a good album. Huh? Yeah, that's a good album. All right, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Very solid. But thank you. Very solid. I, I think I'd watch all of those films. No, you wouldn't. No, I would. You would. I would. You would watch Dub C. Band oh, no, no, no. Swank. Except for, see, <laughs> my wife teases me all the time about I have, this is actually kind of terrible when you think about it, but like I self-edit my life mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. Like, 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 when you, like, I don't see ugly people or like, I don't like unpleasant things. Like I self, like, and it just happened. It just like I self edit all the time, and I did it just now. I had already edited that out of my life. <laughs> so when I talk about this conversation, I'm going to talk about four films. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah, yeah, because we talked about the divorce call off and blackface, and then we said the casino of gold, and then it was this. This really interesting um, uh, Nigerian Ghanaian film that seemed like it would have been a drama, like I was getting Shakespearean vibes out of it. But then Lynn said it was a comedy. And then we talked about the Prince film that I thought was concert footage, but apparently it has a loose narrative. And then someone would say, Doesn't Lynn usually do a top five? And I'd say, Yeah, isn't it weird how it wasn't a fifth? <laughs> I do it all the time. I might need to talk to somebody. That and and the way I can compartmentalize. Well, you've seen that. I can just compartmentalize in such a way that it actually like you. Maybe you should talk to somebody about this. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that is scary. So those are my two things. I I self edit mm-hmm. and I compartmentalize. So I'd already forgotten about that. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> That's the key. Degrees of Durville Martin. Um, wait. See, you're getting distracted. That's what I'm saying. You're getting distracted. Stay on task. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I swear. Come on. Let's go. We got to get the care of going. Come on. Come on. Look at you. I'm about to go. You're right. I'm going. <laughs> Six degrees of Durville Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Might just put a shiny ball in front of you. Look at it. Come on, man. Oh. 
It's Miss Makiba in the yes. chat. Yes. Hi, Miss Makiba. See? But you didn't say hi to everybody. Now it's that heifer not seeing this. <laughs> I sat there. I was like, you know, I'm like five years old. I'm like, I know her ass is not about to sit there and not see me again. Mm. Six degrees of Durville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where I prevent Vincent with two actors who he has to connect in six films or less to that uh, 70s man who hasn't been edited from his memory, Durville Martin. Keep it in theme with Carrie Gold. Okay. These are two uh, actors mm -hmm. of Caribbean descent. Two actors of Caribbean descent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, starting with number one. Number one. And six films or less. Six films. Connect Dervell Martin to. To. Lorraine Toussaint. Lorraine Toussaint. Yes. Uh, Trinidadian American actor of great note. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is Lorraine Toussaint. That's a good one. <laughs> This is this is how I'll get to Lorraine Toussaint. Derville Martin is in um you know, let's just let's go this way. Derber Martin is, of course, in Five on the Black Hand Side with Dick Anthony Williams, who's in Mo Better Blues with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is in The Great Debaters with Nat, um, what's his name, that made Birth of a Nation. Shit. 2016, that was Nate Parker. Nate Parker. He is in The Great Debaters with Nate Parker. Nate Parker is in, um, what is it called? Is it Flashing Lights? Flashing. Beyond the Lights. What? Yes. With uh, Gugu Mbata. Mbata, who is Ra, who is in Fast Company with uh, Lorraine Toussaint. Take another shot at that title. Fast. Um, shit, what is the name of that movie? We really like that movie, too. It's a great movie. You got the right? Fast Colors? There you go. Fast Color. Fast Color with Lorraine Toussaint. Yeah. Very good. That's a good one. There you go. Because what else is Lorraine Toussaint in? Well, the other one you could have went to um, was Middle of Nowhere. Lorraine Toussaint was in Middle of Nowhere? Wow. Yeah. She's in that. She's in a movie that I don't think you've seen. Selma. Uh, right, 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 right. Good. <laughs> and she was also in uh, Concrete Cowboy. She sure was in Concrete Cowboy. Yeah. Love Lorraine Toussaint. I do too. I do too. 
think I'm used to seeing her on TV. She does it. Yeah. 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 She's done. Oh, Lorraine Toussaint. Oh, my goodness. This is some, this next actor mm-hmm. is someone who has done a lot of television, but mm-hmm. to be fair, shows up in film. Okay. Who's that? In six films or less, connect Derville Martin to Romani, Romani, Romani Malco. Oh, yeah. Romani Malco. Yeah, that's um get to him a few ways. I don't want to get to remaining Malco though. Oh, I'm gonna get to remaining Malco like this. Durbo Martin is in of course file. On the black hand side, but once again with Dick Anthony Williams, who once again is in Mo Better Blues. But besides Denzel Washington, Samuel Jackson is in Mo Better Blues. And Samuel Jackson is in, um, because now you got me thinking about artist, art, artsy black movies. He's in Eve's Bayou with Megan Good, who is in Anchorman 2 with, um, Must be a white guy. Dude from The Office. Steve Carell. Steve Carell, who is in 40-Year-Old Virgin with Romani Malco. Very good movie. Yeah, yeah. Very, 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 very good. What other movie is Romani Malco? Because you're right, he doesn't do, he he's, does love. Because he was on Weeds. Did you watch Weeds? I did watch Weeds. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, when you went to Anchorman, I thought you were going to go to uh, Will Ferrell mm-hmm. because he was also in Blades of Glory. He sure is in Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory is a lesser Will Ferrell film that I don't watch that often. I forgot he was in Blades of Glory. He was also in uh, a film that we reference on our show all the time, which is Top 5. That's right. He's in like two scenes. Yeah, because he's because like, I think he's, he's under the family. The, no, no. He's not in the family? He's the super effeminate friend slash manager of um Gabrielle Union's character. Remember, Chris Rock's character is engaged to, to Gabrielle Union's, Union's character. character and yeah. she's a um reality star. Right. Romano F- Malco is her manager. But he's really flamboyant. Uh. Oh, I said, and I, I just, there's so many people in that mm-hmm. family scene. I just assumed yeah. that he was in there. No, no, no. It's, it's in because Gabriel Union is not in top five that long, like no. maybe three scenes, yeah, yeah. but they do such a good job of creating this kind of reality star mm-hmm. in her life. And he's part of those two scenes. Okay. Yes. Very good. Very he should work more. He should. He did. I really like remaining felt Malco. You remember it's now almost ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Rum money. Rum money. Rum money. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Rum money. I never knew how to yeah. exactly pronounce. It. I always see Romani because how it's spelled. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, almost ten years ago, he did uh, a show on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this. At one time, Amazon was like the, the early days of streaming. They put out like like these shows, first seasons of these shows, and you got to, depending on how they did, they would get renewed. I do remember that. 
And he was in this show called Mad Dogs. Oh, okay. And it was all about him. Um, I think Michael Imperioli was one of them. And uh, Steven, was it? Yeah, Steve, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. And they all go down like to the islands to visit their friend mm-hmm. who was played by Billy Zane, who's like this rich dude to mm-hmm. visit him. Like they're all like high school friends, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they get involved in like this crime stuff that goes down there. Okay. And the whole season is them just trying to get through it. It is so funny. They, they have so much chemistry. Mm-hmm. These, these guys um, as they, and, and you know, it is Amazon. So it looks great. Mm-hmm. And it's, only lasted one season. That's mm-hmm. all. Um, and t- to be fair, it kind of wraps up the sure, story. You sure. know, they they would have had to find out, you know, figure out something if they were continue it. But it was so freaking good, man. I've watched it. Like I, I hope it's still on Amazon because I will watch it again. It was so much. And and Romani Malco, like you know, everybody knows he's a vampire. Like I the, know the dude. Like doesn't old. How old do you think he is? Oh, he's he's got it. He's our age or a little older because remember he was in the College Boys. Exactly. Yeah, he was a, he, he was an MC. Four years old. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like too dog. Like I mean, I guess because you know he's been bald for sure, time, but still, like he just at least once every six weeks, I watch the clip of him and Kevin Hart from the Forty Year Old Virgin. Mm. Cracks me up every single time I watch it. Never seen the movie. You've never seen the forty-year-old virgin? I think I've seen a scene from it. Is this that the one where he's is he getting waxed or something? Yeah, yeah. That's not the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah, but I think I've seen that scene. Yeah, but I've I've never seen the movie. Hello. It doesn't age well. That well, like like I think. I think these sort of look at the man boys getting into hijinks movies from that period haven't aged that well, just generally. So you're talking about almost anything Will Ferrell did. Well, here's the thing about the Will Ferrell movies that I separate them from. And what's his name that directed all those movies? Like, what's his name? Directed 40-Year-Old Virgin and um, he, like he had like two or three of those movies like that. Mm. Let me go back. Forty year. Old. Yeah, that's uh, what's his name? Was directed by Judd Apatow. Those Judd Apatow things. You know, that's Seth Rogen. You know, look at the you know look at the stunted adolescence of them. You know, it really aged that well. And I separate the Will Ferrell movies or the Will Ferrell movies I like because they're hot. You like. Well, but I like them because they're high concept. Okay, fair enough. So you know, Anchorman is is a period piece. Talladega Nights is is about racing. Mm. Um, you know, old school is a period, not old school. Um, I just forgot the name of the basketball one. Oh, I know, I know, I can't remember. Right, what you're talking about even Blades of Glory is yeah. figure skating. Yes. So you know, but. All right. Well, that's six degrees of Durville Martin. Durville Martin. It is time for us to move on. It is time for us to move on. Time for us to get into our review of right. 1957's Carib Gold. Carib Gold. Right. 
We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. A hardworking but struggling crew of a shrimp boat Mm -hmm. discover a sunken treasure. Mm -hmm. But trouble ensues in this dramatic black cast production. Kareem Gold, directed by Harold Young, written by Charles Gosson and D. Lyle uh, Kressinger, and stars Ethel Waters, Coley Wallace, previously seen playing Joe Lewis in the Joe Lewis story. Mm. Peter Dawson, mm-hmm. Cecil Cunningham, mm-hmm. as well as one Cecily Tyson, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, and blink and you'll miss her, Diana Sands. And I must have blinked. Oh. Because I didn't see her. She's there. That's She's what they're in, the, they're in the bar. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Holder mm-hmm. doing what actually made him famous, mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Mission favorite, Richard Ward. Mm-hmm. In Vincent's selection for this stop on the Michelle Mission, Vincent, what say you of Carib Gold? Well, you said it at the top of the show and, and name-checked Mike Dennis. And, and I have to say, one of the real pleasures of doing this endeavor with you is it has exposed me to a whole world and culture of black film history and black film enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that I, I've, I've gotten to know better because of the Michelle mission is Mike Dennis and Mike Dennis's organization. of real black. I'm sorry. The curator of real black. Who part of his mission is this this collection, this this preservation of black film. And periodically I will go through 
Mike Dennis's YouTube page mm-hmm. and and scroll. And at some point in the past year, I saw this, yeah. you know, Carob Gold. And as you said, the real big selling point for Carob Gold is this is the first appearance of the iconic actress, Cicely Tyson. So that's really the selling point for this. So, you know, pick it. Let's go ahead and watch it. And the reason people talk about it as this introduction of Cecily Tyson, frankly, is because that's this. this it's just a historical document. Like, there's nothing really there with this film. It's it's Cecily Tyson. It's it's really early footage of Jeffrey Holder. And if you're interested in historical first, if you're interested in early um early appearances of legendary figures, this is like this is actually something that real black is real good at. Like this documentation. But as a film that we're gonna talk about here on the Michelle Mission. There's not much here. As you said, the plot is a shrimp boat and they, they, they figure out that there's some hidden treasure. They get the hidden treasure. Things go wrong, basically, with a lot of people. And then the movie is over. The movie's only about an hour. Yeah. Even as a, as, as a highlight for Ethel Waters, like saying that this stars Ethel Waters is really strong. Like Ethel Waters is in maybe two or three scenes. None of the scenes are longer than two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethel Waters, besides her acting bona fides, is best known as a singer. She has a song, but you can title song. The title song, Carob Gold, but even that only takes a moment. Um, you, you know, we, we, you tease me about not pulling from the crates and this, that, and the other. And and but let's just be real. Part of the reason I don't pull from the crates is that there there are notable exceptions. Come on, man. The vast majority of these movies from the 50s, it's always some guy standing around talking like this. A couple of palookas. You know, hey, Sam, well, let's go eat some chow. Get some corned beef hash and some french fried potatoes. Corned beef hash. And some french fried potatoes. Okay. And we're going to wash it down with a cup of joe. And the vast majority of the acting in this film is just like that. And it's 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 pretty forgettable, but we have to talk about it. So as someone who had to watch it, mm-hmm. look for a couple of things. I just joked about these old films, but speaking of old film and old footage, I am a sucker for early underwater footage. Okay. So this film was was the the vast majority of it was filmed in Florida. Yep. But the underwater, you know, as we said, it's a shrimp boat. They have to find this this sunken treasure, and there are scenes where where a, a diver puts on an old fashioned diving suit and he goes into the water, and they actually film him underwater. It was filmed at an aquarium in a tank, and I am. I love this. I love this footage. It's like, cool. like it really is just, just kind of growing up, seeing Jacques Cousteau, mm-hmm. and you put a guy in a diving suit, and it's clearly an aquarium. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's clearly underwater in the court and they play the orchestral music. And and uh, look, you can give me for like a half hour with that, with just him walking around in the uh, in the in the tank in the aquarium with fish and turtles and things kind of swimming by and then they cut to a scene with the shark mm -hmm. they don't show him with the shark no 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 they just show the shark just the and then you cut back if you like that kind of stuff that's there and then as lynn mentioned the film just kind of goes on <laughs> and they have to gather a crew to get um to 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 to, to, to go and get it and one of the sailors that they hire is Richard Ward. Richard And Richard Ward is a character actor that we have talked about on this show previously, specifically in um, The Learning Tree. Yeah. He was also in a film that you and I have great affection for, Brother John. Mm -hmm. He was on television all throughout the 70s. Yes. Richard Ward comes into this film and completely dominates the entire scenes that he's in. If everybody in this film, including Cicely Tyson, who is very young, very young and very green in her performance. Yes. Everyone in this film is in two dimensions. Richard Ward is in three dimensions. Like when he shows up, he absolutely pops. Yep. And you realize, oh yeah, this is why this guy had a career. Like I'm glad someone told Cicely Tyson to stick to this and keep going, but there's nothing about this appearance that would make you think that this, yeah, this, is, this young girl yeah. was going to become Cicely Tyson. Not at all. But Richard Ward is absolutely entertaining from the moment he is on where I joked at the beginning at one point he tells another character you know hey monkey get out the seat let a real man sit down and and he is grimy oh he's grimy just grimy sweaty and sweaty and clearly he's the bad guy oh oh and he knows it he knows but it. you find yourself drawn to him because he has life Mm -hmm. So you mentioned Jeffrey Holder. Jeffrey Holder has this really elaborate dance scene where where there's one of the sailors who I don't know if he has any dialogue in the film. No, he's one of the Not sailors. He's just sort of in the background. But apparently so. So Richard Lawson plays this villainous sailor. He kills one of the characters, the character who was Cicely Tyson's husband. Right. Runs off with some gold. Mm -hmm. The other sailors have varying degrees of we're going to get him. Mm -hmm. One of the sailors is someone who has been in the whole film, just sort of in the background, on the side. But apparently, he's a voodoo master. I don't think that's the same guy. He was he was on the boat. Yeah, he was on the no, boat. No, no, no. That's him in the voodoo scene sitting on the voodoo throne. Is that him? That they actually name him. If you look at IMDb at the description, he is a named character who has been in the film. He's a voodoo master. And there's this elaborate voodoo dance that Jeffrey Holder 
as you mentioned, is the center of the dance. So that would be Willie. Willie! You have to look on the description to know his name is Willie. True. Because I don't think he's named. I don't think... But he sets up this voodoo ritual. And that's kind of interesting. It's, it's, it's Jeffrey Holder. He's dancing it. And it's kind of a, a nice... You know, because frankly, I think if people know Jeffrey Holder from the movies... They really just know him from Live and Let Die, where he plays Baron Zamundi. Oh, but you know him also from Boomerang. Yeah, I mean, but do you really know him from Boomerang? Yes, you do. I I think if you show Jeffrey Holder with the hat and the skull makeup, I think that's the lead on the Jeffrey Holder bio. Okay, you say so. I mean, that's how he got the job in Boomerang, frankly. Okay, but then Boomerang. Yeah, so, but... You know, I think it was interesting, though, just staying on Jeffrey Holder for a little bit, uh-huh. because um, if you don't know, if you only know Jeffrey Holder from the movies, mm-hmm. you don't know that he was this very accomplished dancer. Right. Right. right? Absolutely. So I, I appreciated being able to and I never saw him on stage because he was he worked primarily on stage when he was dancing. Sure. So I I appreciated this opportunity to see him actually you know, flex his craft mm-hmm. on screen. Um, and I appreciated that he was, yes, he was he doing an elaborate voodoo dance? He sure was. <laughs> but he was doing it well. And yeah, I, oh, oh, absolutely. And he, he was putting his whole body into it. And, oh, yeah. And I liked seeing, I liked seeing, there was something joyful for me and seeing the black body being, you know, um, honored on screen in that way. Mm-hmm. So I actually enjoyed, enjoyed that scene. And there was like, almost like a little bit of a, um, story there because some girls start, one of the young ladies starts dancing with him and, and they do some type of thing where she's on his back and he drops her down and all this. So it's almost like they're telling some type of like inaudible story in, in amongst in their dance. Mm-hmm. But you know, that I didn't 100% catch, mm-hmm. but I, I like, again, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the debut of Cecily Tyson. And that's really, that all needs to be said of it. She's only in like about three scenes. Of this mm-hmm. movie. And like you said, there's nothing that you see of her on screen that makes you think like we are going to get this phenomenal uh, actress um, to come, mm-hmm. but you know, God bless she she sticks with it. Um, this is, I think, we're nearing the end of Ethel Waters' career as a as a film star mm-hmm. in this movie. I think this is like maybe if it's not her next to last film, it's like just before that one. Sure. Um, and, you know, you could tell that for its time, this was a low budget film and it probably sells on Ethel Waters' name, which is why she's above the title, mm-hmm. why she, you know, they get her to sing the, the, the title track. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the way, she pretty much just, she, her role is mom and she basically is mom. Mm-hmm. And in a movie that has take place mostly on a boat. You can imagine mom ain't doing a lot because <laughs> she never is near the no, boat. 
Um, she not leave that room. She don't she leave that she room. She leave that set. I don't think. I don't think she changes her dress. Right, right, so, um, right. so, but you know, it it it's it's always still nice to see a legend. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if not in their prime, just just see them still working, right? You know, and still having a, at least enough enough presence in Hollywood that she would she basically gets this movie made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. That's a testament to testament to her. Everybody else in this in this film, Coley Wallace, who stars in the the uh, Joe Lewis story um, biopic, he is pretty much the 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 lead man in this in this movie. And it's funny as he as I was watching this, like I've never seen the Joe Lewis movie, but watching the film, I was like. He looks like he boxes. Yeah, I was I was just saying that just yeah. in his physicality yeah. as he's moving. Yeah, through the movie, and then of course there's a scene where he actually does show uh, he's got a little bit of hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but what I liked about his character, you talked about, he is the person that actually is the deep sea diver, right? And he is the deep sea diver that is called on mm-hmm. to do this. And what I liked about that, he's called on to do this by the white captain of the shrimp boat and the owner of the shrimp boat who is a white older white gentleman as well they said well we need ryan that's his name we mm-hmm. because ryan ryan's the only guy that can do this so reading more into the story than it probably wants you to <laughs> I, could not hear you. I like the fact that you know the black guy the black- you need the black guy, right, 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 and like when he sits down and in and these deep sea diving suits, like you said, these are big rigs that you got to mm-hmm. put on, like this hard rubber suit and you know huge like um, helmet. Like there are white guys that are putting him together because we need you, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, you're our only hope. Right, <laughs> Ryan is the hero of the film. I kinda like that. I, I, I enjoyed that. You know, the black guy <laughs> shall save us. <laughs> go, go. So that was that was a joy for me. Right, right. now, when Richard Ward is introduced, <laughs> because what you have to remember is like this film starts and the. The, the the shrimp boat crew is like a small crew, right? They, they don't know about deep sea diving. They drag a net and they get up shrimp. And there's one black guy in the crew. His name is, I thought his name was Bob, but I'm seeing his reference is Barb. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Bob when they're talking to him. And he's the guy that's married to Cecily Tyson. Yes, yes. And he may be the most earnest black guy in the, <laughs> ever caught on film. Everybody's pretty earnest though. Yeah, but Until, I mean, okay, but he's like he's like really like yeah. oh my god like because when they find out that they have a chance to get like the 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 treasure mm-hmm. he can't wait to go home to sell Cecil like his wife is who's Dot is her name yeah. is like Dot Dot oh you won't believe it baby well, again we're gonna be rich it's 1956 I mean yeah but I mean he we had gold and I mean gold baby yeah, who we had. Oh, I don't mean shrimp. I mean actual gold, real gold, baby. Mm, mm, mm. It'll be steak dinners for us. I mean, he's just, he's just so earnest, man. But but then he's—they all sound like in these movies. I know, I know. But as earnest as he is, 
he's the one that brings Richard Ward to like, yo, I know, I know just the guy for for us. I know the fellow. I know the fellow that can help us with this endeavor. We need a guy that sweats. And he's the one that, and from the moment, you said it, from the moment Richard Ward steps onto the scene, because if you didn't think Richard Ward was the bad guy in this movie, Richard Ward proceeds before every single line reading he does. Every single, hey, uh, weren't you the one that was on that other boat that, that went down? Yeah, every line reading, he has to squirrel up his, his mouth. And like you said, he went to the dude. Like dude is sitting there in the chair, minding his business. He walks in, looks at dude. Hey, monkey. <laughs> every single line reading is like that. I'm like, yo, it's... This this man is synonymous with villainy. Yeah. Like it, it is it is literally leaking out of his boards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like everybody else is dry. Yes. The whole crew is dry. And glistening. Like everyone looks like they walked right out of wardrobe, <laughs> right to the set. Not Richard Ward. I think he slept in his clothes for three days. <laughs> and then went and cut the grass and got real sweaty and grimy. Cause I'm the villain. Cause I'm the villain. I'm Richard Ward. I'm the villain. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. But it's this movie. Uh, clear side that this movie realized. Ooh, we bit off a little bit too much that we could chew. Cause not only is there possibly a half hour of the aquarium footage right. of him down at the bottom of the sea. Which I love. Which you love. <laughs> there may be an additional 10, 12 minutes of this hour-long film of Richard Ward running through the woods. <laughs> right. Just grimy and just sweaty. Just running. Just running. With his, after he buries, after he buries, dug, that he dug a hole with his hands. Yeah, like maybe six inches. He buries his two, and then he runs. If we feels like for miles, yes, until he just happens to turn up, gets in the city, in the city, yeah. at the same bar, yes, where our hero, you know what, Ryan, you know what, let's wrap this up. We need to wrap this up. We so do. Even with Ron, and apparently Diane Sands is in there. And no, Diane Sands is not there. Where is she? Diane Sands is in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Remember when Mom is there at because it's at, at Mom's club. Oh, she's in like the background. No. Remember, Mom is at the club. Yeah, and she's sitting with a young lady. Yes, that young lady is Diane Sands. Get out of here. Yes. That is Diane Sands. Wow. I'm sorry I missed her. I do love Diane Sands. Yeah. And and I was unsure of whether or not it was Diane Sands, but she's there 
and somebody comes in. No, she, she's there and she's with somebody and dude is about to leave. Okay. And, and he says, bye baby. Right. And yes. He, I remember all that. And he, and he goes to give her a kiss. Mm-hmm. This is 1957. Right. Diane, Diane Stan gives him a 1977 kiss. Look, man. Cause she wraps her arms around him and pulls him in. I'm like, that don't look like 1957. <laughs> that don't look like 1957. Somebody didn't tell her she was acting. Look, we're going to talk a little bit more about Diane Sands in a couple of weeks. Oh, I can't. With Willie Dynamite. Oh, but, I can't wait. Yeah. It's always always room for Diane Sands. Always room for the great Diane Sands. But the question before us now, Vincent. Yes, of course. Would you recommend Carib Gold? I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't. I, I think it's good to know of his existence. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's good again. Uh, and to be fair, this is a film that was thought lost, right? And found in two thousand nine. Right. And they like you know they right. cleaned it up. They cleaned it up, and and you, you know, real black has it on their channel. And there have been a couple of showings of mm-hmm. you know a couple of universities have prints in there. So I'm happy that it exists. And I'm happy that we can point to it, this sort of early documentary footage of Diana Sands and mm-hmm. and, and and Jeffrey Holder, as you mentioned, Jeffrey Holder dancing as a young man. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Cicely Tyson. But as, as a film and its merits as a film, I think you can skip this one. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I have to agree with you on that mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, it, it you know. I stole or pulled virtues out of it that I could. You, you, you were like a dude in the first half hour of one of the karate movies that we watched as a kid, the way you were carrying water up the mountain for this. Hey, hey. But at the end of the day, I don't think you need to see Karib Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that it exists. I'm glad that it mm-hmm. is out there as a document. Yeah. Um, and thank um thank people like Mike Dennis at Absolutely. Real, Real Black Absolutely. for 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 making it available on the 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 web digitized. Yeah. So people yeah, find it and enjoy it. Um but ultimately it's it's basically just a curio mm-hmm. and not one that you need to read yeah. it, I don't think. All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. But next week we do have a film that um I guarantee you're going to want to revisit that mm-hmm. we're going to be reviewing. But before we tell you what it is, um, hey, do you like the Michelle Mission? You can check us out, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. You can go to michellemission.com, hit swag, and check out all of the cool designs we have available for you by way of our good friends at T Public. But I have some new designs going up there, probably in the uh, Port of Fall. I'm looking for, so keep your eye open for that. Um, the Michelle Mission is also on all of your favorite social media. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on X, believe it or not. And one one day we may actually be on threads when I get around to it. But if you look up at Michelle Mission, you'll find us on all your social media, including YouTube, where we stream every week and we have new videos going up as fast as I can get them edited. We'll get our shorts up, our top fives, our six degrees of Durville 
Martin. We got short, short little clips that'll be going up. All types of stuff going up on our YouTube channel. Subscribe and ring the bell so you never miss when a new video is coming your way or a new live stream. Okay. The Michelle Mission. If you have a thought, a care, a missive that you want to send to us, you could email us at Mission at e gmail.com that's m-i-c-h-e-a-u-x-m-i-s-s-i-o-n at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail and it may actually be played here on air at 215-867-9666 that's 215-867-9666 leave us a voicemail for the michelle mission and tell vince and len what is on your mind the michelle mission streams live every tuesday night from yunk junk here in Maniunk, Philadelphia's premier video podcast palace. Go to videocontentfactory.com and book your time in all the other studios that they've got going on here. Shout out to Alex, who is running the boards at, while Dylan gets his quaff cut a la Samson. Alex will be one of the beautiful people that will make your podcast shine here at Yuk Junk. So check it out. And the Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network. The Podglomerate, they make podcasts work. Next week, here on the Michelle Mission, we are welcoming in the return of a dear friend, Michelle Mission, from Nashville, yes. Van Everett of the Scenario Radio Van. Show. Our man Van will be joining us, and I think he may even have a friend along with him, to review... A Western that is near and dear to both our hearts. Mm -hmm. That is The Harder They Fall. Right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, from 2021, our official review, The Harder They Fall, next week here on The Michelle Mission. Until then, he's Vince, I'm Len, and in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. The Michelle Mission is produced by Len Webb and Vincent Williams and edited by Len Webb with co-production by Mo Poplar, music by Alexa Gold, and filmed at the Video Content Factory. The Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network. <laughs>